to this week's episode of Let Me Pull On Your Coat. As always, I am your host, Peter de Villiers, and I'll take you in this episode, as I do, through a journey with five stops. Um, we'll have a look at what I call through my eyes, just my thoughts on something I observed or saw. A pebble in your pond is maybe a bigger idea that I want you to think about. A quote, what I'm reading, and a record of the week. Um, and that's, as always, it's not a record released this week. It's just something I've been listening to a lot. So the, the through my eyes element this week is very much, um, I actually observed this a while ago, um, but I've seen it several times and, and think about it, is how we can observe other people and see clear evidence of both the breakdown in their relationship and the bits of glue that still hold them together. So this specifically was we were in a pub and in the garden and there was a couple sat at um, the table with their daughter and they had no interaction between them. Um, they both interacted a little bit with the daughter, but nothing between them. And they, I mean, if, if you think about people sitting somewhere looking sour, um, that's what they looked like. Um, there was nothing happy about it. And it was just an afternoon in the pub. I didn't get an impression that something in particular had happened. Um, and this was clarified for me later on when who I assumed to be their son, daughter-in-law and their young baby turned up because both these adults, um, who would now be the grandparents, just lit up completely when this baby showed up. And they still didn't interact with each other, but there was so much interaction with the baby. And I suppose the babies are sort of a bit contagious like that. <laughs> but it was just really interesting that there was this dynamic where the two grandparents didn't really seem to want to be in the pub with each other. You didn't get the impression that there was much relationship there. They had some interaction with their daughter, um, but then when the baby showed up, they just came alive. And it, you, if, if, we show, if I showed you before and after pictures, um, you wouldn't have thought that these two instances were moments apart and that these were the same people um, because they... I'd go so far as to say they suddenly sat up straight, they suddenly looked younger. Everything was just really positive and it, it just really struck me that um, there are so many relationships we might be in or that people are in that it's just not healthy and they're just there because that's where they are or where they have been. And then there are these little, little windows of light um, that come in. So... Maybe just a caution or maybe just an observation. I'm not sure, but it's, it's what I saw. And I, 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 um, I caught myself staring at them, um, observing and just um, distracted by um, this lack of interaction and complete interaction and, and, and the difference just by someone else's presence. Moving on to a pebble in your pond. So... This comes, and I'll link, I'll link to the video, this comes out of a short section of a lecture 
um, or that Jordan Peterson did, and he talks about sight and perception. Um, but it was just interesting for me because we, we all think, you see someone who's 100 years old and you think, oh, that's a long time. But really, in, in the big scheme of things, 100 years is not a long time at all. So he makes this point. Um, he says, you are embodied in a form that has taken roughly 3.5 billion years to pull off. There's been a lot of death as a prerequisite to the embodied form that you take. It has taken all that trial and error to produce something that lasts the paltry 80 years or so that you live. And it just made me think about the effort we put into things and how long we persevere with things before we decide whether they're going to be successful or whether it's still worth going. Because as humans, we the time scales that we think about seem to get shorter and shorter. But if you really think about it, that all the, all the beauty and the complexity and everything that we see around us, just the ability for us to see it and to perceive it and to, to live the way we do, that's three and a half billion years for evolutionary processes to pull off. Um, you're spending two years trying to achieve a goal, um, is, is but a blink in an eye and you've hardly put any effort into it. And if we think about university, we, we just assume you go and do a degree. It takes three years or four years. Um, if you want to become a neurosurgeon, um, you're looking more 15 to 20 years in complete training and stuff like that. But in other aspects of our lives, we, we seem to give up quite easily. So go and think about that. For you to get to where you are, three and a half billion years to pull off and by all accounts it's quite unsuccessful if you think that all that work has produced something that lasts for 80 years or so um, so moving on to the quote and um, this is from Anais Nin um, and it's it's again on how we perceive people and we don't necessarily know what's really going on because she said, I was always ashamed to take, so I gave. It was not a virtue, virtue. it was a disguise. Um, I love the honesty in that, and I think we may find that a lot of people feel that same way, and you might too. Um, we don't always give because we think it's the right thing to do. Um, Sometimes we give because of the perception that it gives to other people. So what am I reading? Um, I finished this week Unreasonable Success by Richard Koch and that I've had for the last couple of weeks. Um, started a new book last night, which I'll tell you more about next week. Um, it starts off with the phrase, life is a game of poker, not chess. Um, I'll leave you with that. but. Was interesting. The one, one of the the nine. If you've listened to the previous episodes, there are nine positions on the map towards unreasonable success that Richard Koch lays out, and one of them is the ability to thrive on setbacks. And it's interesting that when it comes to sport, we just take it for granted that sometimes teams lose, sports people lose their matches, sometimes they win, um, sometimes what we perceive to be the wrong person wins or loses. 
But we don't really carry that through into the rest of our lives. And that's what Richard Koch suggests, is that we should learn to thrive on setbacks because they're the ones we really learn from. It's, it's the mistakes we learn from and that we can adjust course. When, you're, when, when you only focus on what goes right, it doesn't give you the information to know where to adjust your course and where to go. So that's the last one from Unreasonable Success, uh, Richard Koch. Um, it, it, it's, it's a fascinating book on, on many levels. On the one hand, just history, because he does discuss, I think it's 22 or 23 big figures. And it's not that there's a chapter on each of them. The chapters are really based around these nine key points on the map. And then he pulls out of these figures, out of their lives, the appropriate versions of what he's discussing from their lives. Um, so highly, highly recommend that. And my album for the week um, is, is a bit more intense than others. Um, so I warn you now, if you're going to go and listen to it, it is Scandinavian black metal. Um, the band is called In Flames. The album is Warracle. came out in 1997. Um, and it's the kind of thing that I like listening to when I'm having to do really focused work. Listen to it quite loud. Um, and it's quite relentless. I think is a good way to describe it, but also very melodic. Great, great guitar harmonies and unison parts, and and sort of um, nods to to baroque classical phrasings and things. So, so very interesting, um, but an acquired taste. I remember I listened when I first came across this album. So way back, um, I was a I worked on the production line in southwest London on the production line for Sega arcade games. So I would have to sit at my desk most of the time and build 240 identical power supplies. Um, assemble really. And it was a perfect job for me because I could just sit there with headphones on, not bothered by anyone, didn't have to go anywhere, didn't have to talk to anyone. I could just sit and do my menial work. Um, but a um, friend from South Africa, Lee Vollenschlager, who actually got me that job, um, he was a big In Flames fan and was also a guitarist and bass player, and he he introduced me to it. So I would, would back, this was back in the day of CD Walkmans, um, so I, we'd sit there and share CDs and not really talk to each other and just sit with headphones on doing our job all day. So, um, yeah, go and check it out. I suspect for most of you, it'll be different to what you might normally listen to on a Friday afternoon. Um, but I really enjoy it and um, gets me focused. And um, just play it loud. Whatever you do, play it loud. And with that, we come to the end of this week's um, installment of Let Me Pull On Your Coat. Um, thank you for joining me. I hope you'll join me again next week. Um, and if you like what I'm doing here, share it about um, and let's reach more people and have interesting ideas. I'll see you next week. Bye.